0: Back with our outfield rankings. We know it's a little late. Uh, we're trying our best here. We do all work full time jobs. Everybody's busy over the Easter weekend. We're ranking outfielders today and talk about uh, well the deepest position for sure. Uh, but it's only because most leagues play with at least three spots. Uh, that uh, everyone's favorite Fernando Tatis. He is eligible. We're probably not going to talk a big pile of him today just because after this year, he's probably not going to be outfield eligible. I can't imagine like broken wrist. They're not going to have him run around on a field. He'll play short, I assume. Do you guys agree?
1: Yeah, I've got him. I've got him at number three if he was to play outfield behind Acuna and Soto. But I don't expect him to play one game in the outfield unless something serious happens out there.
0: Yeah, well, they got CJ Abrams playing out there now too, so it's probably going to stop him from playing much. I mean, maybe he gets the twenty games to keep his uh,
2: to keep his eligibility, but I doubt it. I doubt do, it. Do you think playing the outfield might be less taxing on his body or more taxing? Uh, it could I mean, be. It could be. But in San Diego, like that's a
0: big outfield. So it's like, do you let him play short where he doesn't have to run half a mile across the field to catch a ball or, you know, I don't know. I don't know.
2: It's Bob Melvin.
0: I mean, anything can happen.
2: (laughs) I I think you'll play enough games to get outfield eligibility again. Whether or not I would call it his actual position, I don't know. Yeah.
0: So who's everyone got – who's everyone got at one?
1: I have – Juan Soto I mean I, I feel like he's the the consensus number one wherever you look if Acuna wasn't injured maybe you'd have an argument for him at number one but I don't know with the guy's average and his power I don't think Acuna will get above him
0: yeah I, I, I got Soto one two Acuna's close at two don't get me wrong it's kind of a 1A 1B situation I guess for me um you know, Fantasy Pros, they have them one, two. Where does Alex Murphy have them?
2: Ah, uh, I'm, I'm in, I'm with the consensus. I get Soto one, Acuna two. I mean, if you, I think Soto's the safer bet. I think he's got, like, I, I think Acuna could potentially put up more points, but I think Soto's I a mean, you can guarantee, you put it in the bank. He's going to do what he does every year, and at, with a minimal risk of. Not getting that return, where Acuna has a slight risk. But that's that's what gave me the the or gave Soto the jump over in my opinion. Yeah. Is, so okay, keep going, Scott.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say the nice thing about Soto too was, since he's got into the league like four or five years ago, his lowest average was two eighty two. Last year he was three fifteen. The half a season he was three fifty one. But last year he had a four sixty-five OBP. The guy walked hundred and forty-five fucking times. The guy gets on yeah. base.
0: Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. Like I do think Soto, you know, barring, barring the terrible fucking team that they have right now. Like it, it will get better. Washington will spend money. I mean, I can't see Soto them letting Soto just walk. Um, you know. <sighs> He, he just – he does it all. He does it all. He, he hits – he hits what he needs to hit.
2: Yeah. I I agree. Like, let's just say I think Soto is definitely the safer option, and he seems like he's getting better. I mean, like I say, the argument you could make for Ronald Acuna is his lowest points per game average in his entire career is 4.2 points per game, which was his rookie season. I mean, yeah. if the guy stays healthy and stays on the field – there's no telling what he could do. He he could be better than Soto, but I, I don't know if he is every year, year in and year out, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, Soto
0: plays a safer position. I'll call it in right field. Uh, I guess Acuna switched too, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's right field too.
0: Yeah, okay. So I, I guess we're on the same playing field there. Um, you know, for me, it's still Soto. It is. Yeah. I mean, and I can see the allure of having Tatis three. Uh, moving forward after this year, like I already said, I, I don't think Tatis keeps it. But yeah, don't know.
1: a big thing for Acuna too is he's he's got that stolen base factor. I think that's what puts him a little bit above Soto because Soto doesn't really steal bases. But Acuna in that 2019 season had like 40 steals. Yeah, so that's that's pretty huge on the points per game.
0: And he's
2: batting lead off in a really good lineup. Yeah. Really good lineup. <laughs> Yeah, last year, I think uh, Soto had nine stolen bases and Acuna had 17, but he only played 82 games. Yeah. So yeah. He definitely yeah. has that over Soto.
0: But And hey, Ronald Acuna starts his rehab assignment tomorrow. I would expect he'd probably play a week at games, week and a half, and then
2: he'll probably be in the lineup right away,
1: honestly. Yeah. I definitely mean, have a vacation pretty quick.
2: Yeah, if he comes in and, and rakes in AAA or AA where wherever they have him going for uh, his rehab assignment, I I if he's raking, I could see him up potentially as early as this weekend. I, I mean, would I do it? No, but I could see it if he's hitting the ball well. Yeah, I you probably have to look at the schedule
0: because I assume, you know, he'll go play in AAA Gwinnett and then he'll move uh, – I believe the Gwinnett team is based in Georgia. You know, if if the Braves are on the road, they'll probably start him at home. But the great thing about the DH and, and DNL now is they can leave them there for three weeks if they need to just to, you know, get them up to speed and game, game ready. Yeah. All right. So, uh, four and five. Scott.
1: Uh, well – First, at three, I have Mike Trout. Okay. Um, I don't really like putting him there, but when it comes down to it, he's still 30. He's still quite young considering how many years he's had and the production he's had. The injuries I fucking can't stand. Like, I've had him in one league there for now, I think two or three years in a row, and it seems like he's definitely battled some injuries. Yeah. If he can figure out how to stay healthy, I think he's number three all day, but – Four my four and five are uh Kyle Tucker and Louis Robert. I I think they're both fucking studs. I personally don't like Bryce Harper whatsoever. That's just a personal thing. He probably doesn't deserve to be down at six. But I just I'm not drafting him any higher than six.
2: Murph Murph here shaking his head like, What the fuck? What are you doing? I mean, I was, I was way down on Bryce Harper, too, uh, but I still have him five. Like, I got looking at his numbers, man, and how how can he not be top five? He's coming off an MVP year. He's only 4.1, 4.2, 4.4. The guy's averaging 4.5 points per game this year. It's really hard not to have him top five.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's sitting number three for me. My one, two, three is the same as Scott. Uh, you know, sorry. He's sitting four for me. I said three. Um, yeah, Troat's right? yeah, Trout, Trout, sitting three for me. Uh, yeah. I, and I never draft Troat anywhere, so uh, it's just never an opportune time. I'm, I'm not a take take Mike Troat in the first round. If I get a choice of where to pick, I'm on the turn, like, and that's where I'm at, and Mike Troat's never – never there on the turn
2: no he's gone way, well before the turn he, he's he's more of like a seven eight nine ten range kind of thing in my yeah. mind and and i don't like drafting there either I'm, I'm like you i either want to be really early or really late
0: well lately like before the degrom injury like i was ending up with like degrom and bets on the turn kind of thing which i'm okay with uh, I'm not okay with it now, but I was okay with it at the time. <laughs> yeah. So where did you have, where did you guys see you had bets?
2: Um, bats is sitting eight for me.
1: I've got them at, I've got him at eight as well.
2: You guys had him. So you have him behind Louis Robert and Kyle Tucker. I just, I, sorry, I kind of stepped away there for a second. The dogs were kind of going. Oh yeah. No, that's fine. Nuts. So I uh, missed. Yeah. Uh, Louie Louis- mm-hmm.
0: Robert scares me. And even Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Fantasy Bros has Alvarez at eight. Uh, there's something about that man. I don't own a share of him anywhere across ten leagues. Like, don't own him. Because the injury scare just keeps me away, I think.
1: The thing about... So I've got Alvarez ahead of bats by one spot. I got him at seven. It might be because I'm an Astros uh, love what I seem to Yeah, I, I get them everywhere. But that 29 season or that 2019 season, his fucking pace was 46 doubles, 48 home runs, and 134 RBI. He was a goddamn fucking beast. Like if he can, if he can figure that out, holy. Sh- and not to mention, he's going to be mostly a DH probably for the majority of his career because he's a bit of a liability in in the field. He's so.
0: he's a big liability in the field.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's he's like the David Ortiz that tried to play center field, basically. Like the man
2: just needs to stay and hit
0: because anytime he hits the field, he ends up getting hurt.
2: Yeah. Oh, out of curiosity, I, I know I'm not really sure why everybody's so down on bets. Is it because of his bad year last year? Is it because he's not in Boston anymore? Or like I, I I have him at four. <clears throat> and
0: yeah. there's. I, I, like, what? like for me, Dynasty keeper-wise, like, there's just some, like, intriguing, intriguing options. And I don't think for, like, for a second that Mookie Betts could not be number three on my list. And, uh, you know, I said it here, like, I've jumped on Mookie Betts probably earlier than my ranking show. The dual eligibility helps, the second and O field. And, uh, you know, There's just, I don't know, like, I like Kyle Tucker. Louis Robert, same thing, like him. Bryce Harper, love him. Mike Trout, got to respect him. You know, so do Acuna Tatis. When they're healthy, they're the best players in the game. You know, it's, for for me, it's, he just falls strictly because of, uh, you know, there's so many guys, like, right there, right
2: there. So it's a combination of things. It's a little bit of age, a little bit of the fact that he's not playing in Boston anymore. Last year was a down year for his standards.
0: I don't even hate the fact that he's not in Boston. Like as a Red Sox fan, yes, I hate the fact that he's not in Boston. But when I'm looking at him from like a fantasy perspective, it's not not so much the Boston thing because he's in a much better lineup in L.A. with much better hitters behind him. And, you know, Pitch the staffs better. They probably don't give up as many. You know, I don't know. It's the Boston thing doesn't like, doesn't sway me e- either way. The dual eligibility might even put him a touch higher than I normally would have him.
1: Yeah. If, yeah. For me, it's, I seen some regression in that last year in Boston. And then he left and went to the Dodgers. We all know how that went. Wasn't overly well. Last year, he barely stole any bases. His average was terrible, and he didn't show any power. I don't know if that's because of the ballpark maybe. Probably has something to do with it, but I'm not fucking touching him. I had to take him in in one of our leagues because I couldn't let him drop any further, but he's the type of guy I'm not, I'm not taking in the first round if I don't have to, which he's going in the first round at the, at the end, but I don't I like
2: him. Well, like the last time he had a bad average, like he averaged two sixty four last year, two thousand seventeen. He averaged two sixty four as well, but he bounced right back with the three forty six average the next year. Like, of course, he regressed after that, but it's you kind of have to three forty six is pretty hard to maintain.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something. There's just something about him I don't like. As soon as he went to the Dodgers, just, I don't know. And it's probably because that lineup is loaded a little bit more. Maybe all the uh, all the stardom's not on him. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the ballpark that, for me, I, I got him eighth, and I don't really want him there. I'd rather take someone younger. Maybe could end up being like a Soto or a Acuna later. I, I don't know.
2: I, I'm in agreement with what you're saying, like, with with Kyle Tucker and, and Luis Robert and those guys and Jordan Elvers being pretty high on the list. I'm just not prepared to take them ahead of uh, Mookie Betts. Like, I'll take them ahead of a lot of the guys that we already have, like, an established name. But yeah. Mookie Betts is just not one of those guys that I'm willing to take them ahead of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I find he's right there on the cusp. He's on, like, the border. One spot past Betts. And I have no problem taking some of these guys over, like Aaron Judge, Teoscar Hernandez, Stanton, Springer, Yelich. I agree. I feel like that's just bordering right on that spot now. I don't know. For me, it's just not – it's not a guy that I love. But another guy that I'm not a huge fan of is fucking – my number nine guy is Judge. And it's probably because I don't like Bryce Harper. I feel like him and Bryce Harper are the same fucking player. They got lots of power, but one year it's a fucking two – Twenty average next year, it's three hundred. Like, kind of all over the place, but also Judge can't stay fucking healthy either.
2: Yeah, he's he's eight on my list. I'm really like I I don't think I, I don't think I own any shares of Judge. I don't think I will. I don't like the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do own one share of him, but a lot of guy
0: like a lot of the industry is putting Judge as like the next big thing, and I personally cannot do it. Like he's number thirteen for me.
2: So I I so I match fantasy pros in this case. I yeah. I, I have Judge in a grouping with uh, <laughs> eight nine and ten. Him George Springer and Byron Buxton.
1: Oh my fuck! You do not have Buxton that high.
2: I do. The make I the also, face at Springer. I also have. I think the word is parentheses around them that. <laughs> I think that's the word I'm looking for. If those, all three of them can't stay on the field, Byron Buxton, if he could put an entire season together with what he's shown in like the small sample sizes, he could potentially be the best hitter in fantasy baseball. Like he just, he's dynamite. He just doesn't stay on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And he just got hurt the other night too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He he hurt his knee. Apparently it's not serious, but. uh,
0: Yeah. For a week or something
2: day to day. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like he's put up some really impressive numbers. It's just like I say, he just you can't stay on the field for any amount of time. What about Sterling Marte? What's everybody think of Sterling Marte?
1: Uh, he's he's very consistent, high average. Uh, he's a good twenty and twenty kind of guy, twenty home runs, twenty steals. He's older, but he's one of the most serviceable guys you can probably pick up.
0: And probably they're in New York, you know, where they're <laughs> they're trying to build a super team that uh, doesn't seem to be working out super great but you know they can all get healthy they'll be they'll, they'll be worth it they're 72
2: um, aren't they
0: yeah i just mean in general like they haven't really been able to uh, they haven't really been able to pull it together the last couple of years you know no cohen's the man in charge he's trying to spend some money you know get them a team
1: yeah and Not to mention, this is by far the best team he's ever played on, which is saying a lot because the best team he played on before this was the fucking Pirates. Yeah,
2: He's – he's. I got him 16. He's looked pretty good in his small amount of time with the Mets so far.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's looked good. (laughs) I've got him at 13, and he's a guy that I own, and I got no problem owning him as long as he keeps stealing 20 bases a year.
2: Yeah, I'd have him higher on my list if he was a little bit younger. I think he's 32, maybe 33 now. That's that's the only thing that pushed him down the list for me. He's not the big power bat, and the big power numbers usually equate to better points per game. Um, so that that's kind of a push him down for me.
0: Yeah. Now the next one I want to jump into the young duo in Seattle, Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez. You know, for me Kalnick is down at like eighteen. Um he just he's striking out way too much, way too high of a rate. And J Rod, you know, he's he's got flashes of Joe Adele.
2: So he strikes out a lot too, then is what you're saying. <laughs> it just Adele, look good. I think, it just I think Joe look Adele good. had like a forty five or forty four percent strikeout rate so far this year.
1: Yeah, J-Rod's got a 50% strikeout rate right now.
0: He's got 16 strikeouts and 32 at-bats. It's fucking bad. Like, you know, maybe these guys just need a little bit more seasoning. I don't know. And and Seattle has a team, like, once Lewis is back, I mean, as much as I don't like Winker, you know, you could have, like, a Lewis, Winker, Haniger across. Like, they could really do something with those guys and give these boys some more time. Just, like –
1: yeah. Yeah, a strikeout rate between thirty-five and fifty percent and a sub two hundred average isn't even gonna put them well, it doesn't put Kalenic on my list. I got J Rod on my list just because just I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad putting him down as low as I did. He's at like thirty. But I don't know. The the main prospect for me is um uh Riley Green. I know he's got he's out with that, what was it, foot fracture?
0: Yeah. 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 Foot fracture. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know what the uh the timetable for him to return is, but I'll be excited to see him return. I think he, it was like
0: uh, six weeks, could be eight kind of thing, I yeah. believe. So
1: he was tearing up spring training. I got him at twenty five. I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in Detroit. But yeah. The rest of my fun just garbage right now.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. they have not been great at all. Uh, Torrelson did hit his first home run, though. I know he's on no fielder, but I had to throw that out there. And they moved him up when he hit it. So it's even better. Fuck you, Nick.
2: <laughs> I, I got uh, talking about the, the young guys in Seattle. I have them 28 and 29. Um, I wanted to have them higher. And I probably, realistically, I probably would draft them ahead of some of the guys I have on the list. Only based off of the potential, because um, the guys, I had them right behind. Like, I don't like Cody Bellinger. Don't like Christian Yelich. I would rather take a chance on the younger guys than those guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I can see your point for sure. Uh, for me, I'm not a huge prospect guy, so highly tattered prospects that look like shit just, I don't know, they scare me. I don't like taking them as it is. And when, they're, when they look this bad, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time.
2: So so if you wouldn't have had the, what, eight games that we've watched or nine games so far that teams have played this so far in the season, where would you have had Kalnick and Rodriguez then?
1: Uh, honestly, they'd probably be in the same area because neither one of them really tore it up before they came up. Not to mention, I don't really like Seattle as a hitting park for a rookie. So I don't well, know. As long I, as the rookie's
0: not like dependent on power. They, like if the rookie can actually hit for average, which I could go back through. I don't think J. Rod's ever really hit for like an amazing average. He's like he's no three hundred hitter in the minors. Was he?
1: No. No, yeah. he wasn't, which makes yeah, it really tough to, to take in in the majors because I expect he'd be sub two fifty, which obviously he is, but
0: like Kalenik, he played, you know the best part of a full season in Seattle last year. And, you know, I don't even think he hit his fucking weight.
1: Oh, probably not.
0: I think his average is like 215. Like, he struck out a ton, and he's pretty much going right down the same road that
1: uh, that he's on. Yeah, he's he's 172 this year, and he was 181 last year. So he hasn't looked good yet. But like you said, until you can start – at least hitting your weight and average, get above that 200 mark. It's, I, don't, I don't really see the point in drafting you. I'd rather take my chance some results.
0: All righty, guys. We are going to take a short break, and we'll re- be right back at you. And we're back from the break. Randy of Rosarena is on everyone's minds. Oof. I'm I'm not big on this guy. I'm really not. Uh, Maybe it's because he's a Ray and plays for Kevin Cash. Anyone who knows me knows that I hate Kevin Cash, and I don't take any Ray's players just because of him. Uh, What do you guys think?
1: I'll let Murph take this one.
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't really like the guy myself. I have him at 24, but I have no shares and don't plan on having any shares. Like He'd have to follow ways for me to get him. There's guys that I have later on that I like more than him, him. But it just it felt like a good spot to have him in the rankings. Like, I mean, that's lower than what Fantasy Pros has him. But, yeah, not for me.
1: Yeah, I don't like how he just came out of nowhere. That's kind of a strange one for me. But like Mark said, he's a Tampa Bay Ray. So that kind of scares me. Uh, he strikes out a fuck ton, like, a lot, which I also don't like. But guess what? He can get you 20 steals, 20 home runs, maybe 70 RBI. He'd be plenty uh, plenty worth where I'm taking him. I mean, I, I've got him down at 27. I, I personally don't like the guy, and I don't expect me to get him anywhere this year. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's a big thing. Like, a lot of people just love him, and – I don't see the reason to, honestly. I don't. He, he Like, poor man's Austin Meadows, like, is that a good comparison?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it would be a good comparison. I think he thrived off of the little bit of a run they had last year. Maybe yeah. that would juicing up some of his stats. Like, he was the hero in a couple of games, but I don't know. I won't own him anywhere, so I can almost guarantee it.
2: I like him a lot more than Austin Meadows.
1: Oh, God. Here we go.
2: Do you? I do. Explain to why. I don't like Austin Meadows at all. I think Austin Meadows swings a baseball bat like Nick does. I mean, he, <laughs> swings, like, he swings like a little girl. <laughs> <bird. laughs>
0: I don't know. I like the word. Oh, fuck. I don't,
2: I don't like to pick on Nick when he's not here to defend himself. But ah, even If he was there, what would he say? I only speak facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got, uh, I got Meadows 21st. Uh, last year he had 27 home runs, 106 RBIs. The average was quite low. It was 232. He's off to kind of a tear this year, which is, which is nice. But that guy gets his average up. He's going to be a stud and he's going to be one of those few guys on that team that are, they're, the team's going to have to piggyback on top of like, I think him and Baez have a much better year this year than they had last year.
2: Yeah. I I look at, I look at Meadows and he's a guy, I don't think he can get his average up because he sells out so much for power. He swings in a way to make up for the lack of power that he actually has, which creates a monster Mm -hmm. hole. And he's always going to be a low, bad and average guy.
1: Do you think he's going to be like Chris Davis Better.
2: We talking Chris Davis with the C or Chris Davis with a K?
1: Kind of both. They're
2: both pretty fucking bad. Yeah, no, well, well, Chris Davis with a K had a little bit more sustained success for a bit, but no, I don't think he's as bad as Crush Davis. But <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. But I mean, for three million dollars, I think that the Tigers got a steal in that trade.
1: Okay. Yeah,
2: for sure. I, he's not a guy I would have on my fantasy roster unless I'm fielding five outfielders.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's not like an early pick in a, in a categories draft, but I mean, you know, 27 homers, 106 RBIs, really not bad. 122 Ks almost played a full season, like missed 20, but you know, that's, that's pretty minor when you're sitting down and talking about uh uh, you know, guys playing a full season just between rest and everything, and he was in the Kevin Cash system. Uh, you know, thirty doubles. I don't know. I I I really don't see what's not what's not to like about this guy in a points league.
1: Yeah, I I like him. Like I said, I got him twenty one. I think Fantasy Pros has him like thirty three. I don't know. I'm I'm high on him. I think he's gonna thrive in Detroit.
2: I, I have him sitting just outside my top forty. He's forty first on my list.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: So have to I, add that to the Giolito and who's the other guy that was way under there? Robbie Ray. Oh I yeah, Robbie Ray wasn't top fifty. Kevin um, Gausman was low on my list of pitchers. I got I a few guys. Mondesi. Who's that? Mondesi. Yeah, he's not in my top third baseman or shortstops. <laughs>
0: We're going to stick in the AL East uh, in Alex Murphy's favorite ballpark, Camden Yards, loves to talk about it, loves to talk about it around the water cooler at work. Uh, Cedric Mullins. Adam him 34. 34. 34. Fantasy That's- Pros got him at 16, just so
2: everyone knows. I might be the low guy. I don't but I mean outside of last year, what has the guy really done? He was his coming out party. Maybe maybe it was, but ha- the guy's late 20s. I'm just I'm trying to find him here on fan tracks now. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Was never, I don't I don't think he was ever really a highly toted prospect. Didn't show us a whole lot until <laughs> last year. I You know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in him as, like, a late career breakout player.
1: Yeah. So, my thing with him is uh, the guy showed a lot of power last year. He hit 30 home runs. But guess what? 30 home runs playing for the Orioles, and he still only had 59 RBIs. He's got no team around him. There's not a fucking chance he's going to hit 30 home runs and 30 steals again. I... He is the ultimate uh, bust for me. Like, he's going, what is it, 16? I have him 21st and I, or 22nd, and I don't like that whatsoever. Well,
0: I don't think you can call him the ultimate bust, can you? Like, he never really got much of a chance until last year. Yeah, he had 140 at-bats and, uh, on two separate occasions kind of thing. Well, that's not uh, a big but he does offer you steals, batting average, <clears throat> you know, even decent OBP, you know, almost forty doubles last year. And but the guy is leading off with them too, so
2: and the one the one thing that really changed for him last year. Last year. He seemed to click in because he was a switch hitter for the first couple of years of his career. And yeah. coming to the finals. Last year he committed to one side of the plate. And it seemed to work, but like I say, if he could do remotely close to what he did last year again this year, I'd I'd probably bump him up my list quite a ways, but I need to see it a little bit more. Understandable. Tyler O'Neill. Nick's not even here to talk about him. I got Nick's list. I can tell you where Nick has him while Scott's talking about him. I'll look it up.
0: Just just so everyone knows, Nick has uh, his, what, what was it, his fourth Easter dinner or something?
2: Got another he took, one? He took the day off of work today because apparently the turkey's gotten. <laughs> they upset his thoughts. so he uh, had to take the day off, and now he's going to get more turkeys. So, chance are you won't see him at work tomorrow either. oh
1: Hopefully, gonna he's <laughs> going, they're serving him some ham, so at least he can mix it up a little bit. Holy fuck. <laughs>
0: Tyler O'Neill sitting 19 on Fantasy Pros. <clears throat> Where does our Cardinals fan have him, Murph?
2: He actually has him at 19th. Uh, he just copied the list. Yeah, Copy and paste. He's uh, a couple notes. So he's got rope beside him. It's 286 average, 34 home runs, 80 RBIs, 89 runs, 62 extra base hits, 15 stolen bases. Says he's on a much better team this year. Starting to hit stride, and he's sneaky fast.
1: Yeah, so it it's kind of funny because my notes kind of say almost the same thing. Uh, yeah, last year he somehow found his power: thirty-four home runs, eighty RBIs. He had fifteen steals, and this year they've come out and say that he cemented his role in between Arenado and Goldschmidt. So. I think he's got a good chance to improve he's, so that means he's batting four in that lineup uh batting three I believe I think goldie's second and Ooh,
0: yeah no that's right that's right goldie is his second
1: yeah I had him marked as my breakout for this year because i think I think he has a solid chance to uh to improve quite a bit.
0: Things weird that you bat like <clears throat> nolan Arenado's the best the best batter on that team. I mean, you can love him or hate him. He's the best batter on that team. You know, you usually have your best batter bat third, regardless.
1: Yeah, you should. I don't know why you'd have a guy that can steal bases behind Goldschmidt. I think you should almost maybe switch the two of them. But they made it work last year. Goldschmidt had a great year, and he hit, I think, second for most of the year.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Tyler O'Neal strikes out a lot. Uh, 170 last year. You know, still bat at 286, so, you know, Pretty good, pretty good split there. Um, <clears throat> but Nick is right; he's he's in a good lineup, and he's gonna be for the next for well for the foreseeable future. I mean, I don't think Goldie's just gonna pack it in.
1: No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think he's got a couple of years left. Uh, I don't know how much time he's got left producing. Where he's producing, but. I don't know. I, I, I really like O'Neill this year, especially uh especially when he's I think his average draft position is fifty eight, which on fantasy pros to me is really, really high. I don't have him quite that high. But uh I'm excited to see what this guy does.
2: I mean, fifty eight, they're they're taking him in roughly in the same range as Nick Castellanos.
1: Yeah, yeah. to me it's way too high.
2: Yeah, and Nick Castellanos has proven a lot more than Tyler O'Neill has. So, I, I I probably won't have any shares of Tyler O'Neill myself at his average ADP. But no, I, I mean not not unless it was like a
0: a league where you're you got a left field, center field, right field, you know, where you actually pick in positions where most of the stuff we play in is just OF outfield, so you can put anybody there.
1: That's right. Yeah, so as – I don't know how many of us are Jays fans. I'm clearly probably the biggest one. What do we think of Springer, Hernandez, and uh, Gurriel? Where do you guys have those guys?
0: If Toronto didn't have turf, I'd like Springer a lot more than I do. The AstroTurf is just going to be a detriment to that guy's career, I think, personally. Just yeah. leg injury after leg injury after leg injury. Just – I mean, I know he's healthy now. He missed, what, 70% of the season last year? Am, am I safe to say that?
1: Yeah, I think he played like 60 games.
0: Probably. Yeah. Okay, so
1: uh, yeah, about a third,
0: a little under a third. Yeah. Or a seven, little over a third, sorry. A little, both 60-40 yeah. split. Um, yeah, the the injury is a big thing. I mean, George Springer healthy has shown that he can that he can do it. That you know how like he puts up thirty home runs from the leadoff spot. You know, Murphy, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he have the most leadoff home runs of all time? Or is uh, close? Oh, well, he'd be really close. I do, I remember you bringing this up to me before. Um, T. Oscar, I like T. Oscar. I do. Um I don't own him anywhere because every league I play in has a Jays fan in it and they usually end up taking him around or two before I'm ready to but uh you know he's definitely not like he'd be in the you know second off the board range for me like like the late second uh outfielder kind of thing um and Gurriel I don't know what to think of him I really don't I think he's just a, he's, he's a piece to help Toronto right now. I don't think they have any attachment to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I got Springer, I put Springer yeah. a little bit lower than I would like to solely because he's a little bit older and he's got some injury concerns. I got him at 15. Uh, last year, if he stayed healthy, he only played exact, pretty much half a season. He was on track for like 44 home runs and, I don't know, 100 RBIs, batting in a lineup with Vladdy and Bo and all these fucking massive hitters. Teoscar last year, he was 32 home runs, 116 RBIs with a almost 300 average. He stays healthy for the most part. I think he – I really like him. He's the top outfielder for me on the Jays. I got him at 11. And Gurriel outside of the last year and a half was kind of – not relevant, but he's been amazing with these guys. So I've got him thirtieth, but I feel like he could be definitely higher. He just needs to prove it a little bit more.
0: I don't. I don't think I can put Gurriel in the top thirty. I. I don't. T. Oscar. You know he's going to benefit from that lineup more than more than Gurriel, and probably even more than Springer. He's got big bats ahead of him. What is he batting five behind? Bo and uh, Vlad, yeah, yeah, like the RBI opportunity there for that man is huge, huge.
2: They, they had him six the other day <clears throat> uh, batting behind Chapman, actually.
0: They, they, they waste slow- of fucking space.
2: That was actually not having a terrible start. here how many times <laughs> did he
0: strike out seven,
2: six,
0: seven in the first two games? I thought he was
2: way harder than that. So, so did I. I actually I looked up to the and it wasn't as bad. Uh, Nick had Springer at 10. Uh, um, he has T. Oscar Hernandez at 13. And I don't think he had Lord Escuriel on his list. Okay.
0: okay
2: so, for me, Springer at 10 is way too fucking. That
0: like that's Mookie range for me and not a chance.
2: I. I'm the high guy in Springer. I actually have him at nine, and again, I have marks around him that it's he's that high based off of what he's shown that he can do. I'm just I wouldn't take him that high because his injury concerns really make me nervous, and he's proven year after year that he can't stay in there for a full year. Uh, but when healthy, that like he has potential to be a top five oak if, if he can put a whole season together.
1: Yeah. Uh, I kind of had Springer in the same boat as Stanton. <clears throat> Hill, they can stay healthy and stay on the field. I, I, I don't really know how how high up I can take them. But I really like Hernandez. I've got him 11, like right behind Judge and right behind Eloy. But
2: I, have um, I can't
1: have Springer at nine. Oh, that yeah, just. Like,
0: there are a good bunch of guys. Like, one guy we never talked about yet is Eloy. You're putting Springer ahead of Eloy?
2: 100%. 100%. Wouldn't even hesitate. Even with the injury concerns and the age, wouldn't hesitate. Here at Degenerate Sports, where we're homers. Nope. <laughs> Not homers. I'll tell you, I, I, I could potentially slide Springer down and put Nick Castellanos at 9 or put him at ten and put Byron Buxton at nine. Who's at six, seven, eight for you? Six is Kyle Tucker. Uh, seven is Fernando Tatis. I'd have him higher if he was going to be an outfielder. Uh, and Aaron Judge is at eight.
1: <clears throat> okay. <laughs>
0: I'm, just so everyone knows, i like got a dumbfounded look on my fucking face right now because I just, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like Murph went on MLB The Show and just booted, boosted up some stats to make certain guys better or something.
2: I mean, I last year, based off points, Springer, I believe, his point totals weren't high because he missed some time, but his points per game were quite high. Um, while I'm looking that up, I'm going to actually talk about Teoscar Hernandez for a second. I actually have him down as one of my two outfielder busts for the year. Uh, I have him 20th, but I, based off of his ADP, I think he's going to be a bust. His, on fantasy approach, his ADP is uh, 31, which is middle of the third round. I don't think he's worth that.
0: I mean, he's had a pretty good start to the season. Uh, he's batting 316. Yeah. He is hurt.
2: He is hurt right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The like, so Springer was seventh last year in points per game.
0: Uh, yeah, which is fine, but if you're only going to play 60 games,
2: you're. 100%. 100%. You got to know that full well where you're, you're probably not going to get a full season of George Springer when you're drafted. Yeah, and
0: for me, like the the astroturf has caused a lot of O-fielders to miss time in yeah. Toronto, and George Springer already had like a little bit of an injury history coming to Toronto. You 100%. know, do I have Springer ahead of T. Oscar? Yes. Is it close? Yes, it is. Like I, I, I really think a healthy T. Oscar. I mean, I say healthy. He's never really you know, shown any signs of being hurt before, but uh, he is down for a couple of weeks right now. But I I could really see him being the best outfielder on that team.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like Hernandez the best. I really like Springer too. But when it comes down to it, he's played three full seasons in his nine years. And two of those four seasons, he was injured in both years and missed like 20 games or 15 games. So for me, it's like the Carlos Correa effect. You can take him there. He's probably worth it there, but I, I don't want to take the chance on him.
2: I, I, like I say, I, I wouldn't draft him that high. I, I like him. I think he's got the skill set to be that high. It's yeah. just he, he's got to stay on the field. It's the same thing with Byron Buxton. Like, I have Byron Buxton right behind him. If the guy could stay on the field, he's fucking phenomenal.
1: The, cr- the crazy thing is I have Buxton way higher than I'd like to have him, and I have him at 31. I don't I don't I don't see the, the appeal with him. He's super injury prone, even worse than Springer. Hits for a horrible average. He's got no power. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the guy at all. Fantasy
0: Bros having boxing at 17. You are right on the injury. He has a hard time staying healthy. <clears throat> um last year he was solid <laughs> until he got hurt. He played about the same amount as Springer. You know, flash little power. Um, you know, nine stolen bases. He did bat for a decent average 306. Uh, healthy, this guy, he'd make Minnesota a
2: dangerous fucking lineup. That's what neat. I mean.
0: Yeah.
2: He, he had 19 home runs last year in uh, 61 games. Yep. And stole nine bases. And the year before, he had thirteen home runs in thirty nine games. Like he's got power, and he's got speed. He just he can't stay on the field. That that's that's his biggest thing. If, if he could stay on the field, he would be a fucking nightmare for teams. And could probably single. I I I don't even want to talk him up too much because I might try and land him in one of our leagues. And I know that one of the guys that has him <clears throat> listens to the podcast, so it's going to make good luck making time. a deal with Brian. No,
1: no, not Brian. But Brian does like Buxton, too. Brian likes everyone.
0: I asked him about Kent Johnson today, and I know I shouldn't get into this, but I did. I asked him about Kent Johnson. It's the same thing as Max Meyer. He fucking had no idea who he was. He read the message, took 20 minutes to Google. Him. Anyway, here, man, I really like him. I said, you don't even fucking know who he is. Because I'm assuming that he probably didn't, because you guys didn't ha- really have any type of, you know, love for Max Meyer until Mark came a knock. And there's like a Mark tax. As soon as he asks about somebody, I like him. I like him. I said, well, I said, I, I, I'd move you a keeper for him. You know, not one of my top three. I think he was expecting me to trade McDavid, uh, McDavid McKinnon or Capra's off to get fucking Ken Johnson a free keep.
1: yeah the the funny thing is is he sent me a screenshot of your message asking for him and he wanted to see what i thought about it and i was like i don't know who the fuck max meyer is and he was like well he's a really good prospect and i was like fuck it get rid of him get whatever the fuck we can for him if mark wants him he obviously thinks highly of him so get rid of him brian actually really liked him and that's why he didn't trade him I
0: i don't remember who i offered but it actually wasn't a bad offer
1: yeah, I can't remember. It was a pitcher. I remember that. but
2: Yeah. I, I remember being a little shocked that you guys said no, and I was like, eh, whatever. Fuck you. Yes. It was probably like the 15th ranked fucking pitching prospect in the Yankees organization that you offered. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to find out who it was now. Yeah. Go probably. ahead. We all know, you your, know your offers are the worst offers I think I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> Holy fuck. Look who's talking, Mr. Throw seven guys in a trade and think it equals one. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm searching up this mess oh Scott.
1: I was just gonna say since we're bashing on Mark now, let's bash on one of Mark's guys. <laughs> I wanna know where the fuck you guys have JD Martinez. He's 24. gotta be on your list.
0: I got him twenty four. Okay. Age 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 is a big thing when you're talking keeper or dynasty, that kind of thing. But J D is Mr. Straight Line narrow. He's going to give you, you know, 140 games a year. He might even do more now where he's, where they're going to be platooning with the NL and stuff too. Um Yeah, I mean, J, JD a little younger would be like fucking number 10. He, he, he'd be in that top conversation, honestly.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I just see him as the next big poppy slash Nelson Cruz. He's going to play for another five years and He's probably going to put up the same kind of numbers, which I got him 20th, which at 20th, I'm happy to fucking take him. Murph says, I guess I'm the high. (laughs) Oh, you're the high guy on him?
2: I guess so. Where where do you got him? I got him 14. That is high. I got him 14, man. His numbers have taken a slight dip, but – I expect him – he's going to be a solid probably second-round return value and you're not drafting anywhere near the second round. Yeah. You're you're drafting him. I'm trying to look it up here on Fantasy Pros right now. He's the – Jesus, he's the 29th outfielder off the board with an ADP of 79. So, he's going sixth, seventh round, seventh round?
0: But but he's Mr. Reliable and he's going to (laughs) help you – almost yeah. everywhere is except for stolen bases. Yeah, he ain't going to give you nothing for there. No, no, unless it's a pass ball and it goes into the fucking grandstand. That's the only way he's getting you help. I what?
2: actually made I made I, a bet. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say I actually made a bet with Liam uh before the season started. I, I might Come back to regret this one, but uh, I bet him that JD Davis—or sorry, not JD Davis, JD Martinez—would have (laughs) a better season than Bryce Harper. Um, I think that's gutsy. But if there's if there's an old outfielder
0: that's gonna do it, it's JD.
2: Yeah, Uh, I'm, I'm hoping he starts to heat up as the weather gets warmer, which he tends to do. And when he gets on a hot streak, hot streak, man. He just he tears a cover off the ball.
0: Oh yeah, Hard head, You know he's gonna give you the the thirty homers, hundred RBI, and he's gonna bat. You know between two seventy five and three hundred. I'll say. Exactly. Yeah, and he's like he's old faithful. He's he's Mister Reliable. I loved. It was funny. I was looking through old Facebook posts, and I posted like seven times on Facebook when he signed there. So excited, so excited! It's been such a better pickup than Chris Sale at this point. <laughs> well, I He's just studies to get back
2: on the field.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I I love Chris Sale and um, you know the intensity that he brings to the game, but man, it's, ever since he went to Boston, it's just been injury after injury after you know terrible terrible start. Um, he's, a, he's a strikeout machine, though. Oh, percent, hundred percent. I just I found the trade that I offered for Max Meyer. Oh,
2: here we go. Here it's we go.
0: not bad. It's 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 really not. So I offered George Kirby, Austin Hendrick, and Brendan Marsh. Who Brendan Marsh is like doing pretty good at I this like point. Marsh. So do I. I actually like and I still own him in that league. But George Kirby, Austin Hendrick. So Kirby and I could go to rankings and look. I'm pretty Kirby sure did. George Kirby's ahead of Meyer in like Air Cross's fan tracks rankings. I'll say just to keep it, you know, impartial. I did trade George Kirby somewhere. I don't know for what or who, but yeah. So that offer really
1: not that bad. Really not. I don't know. I just I just see how good uh Meyer is in the minors and it's like, yeah, rather take my chance on him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should have offered them an old guy. Scott would have jumped all over that. Oh, they would have been fucking drooling. Wayne uh, Wayne, and Brandon Marsh, but you had a deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talking about old guys, John Carlos Stanton. Arms the size of a tree, injury list the size of the Bible. Um, you know, healthy. This man is a masher. I got him in. I got him in one dynasty league. Uh, I'm hoping he just stays healthy. I'm glad he's not DH only anymore. Gives me a little bit of flexibility. Uh, yeah, John Carlos Stanton. What do you guys think?
1: So I like Stanton. Uh, yes, he's injury prone, but two of his major injuries weren't like because he pulled a hamstring or a calf strain or something like that. Like two of them were like freak accidents. So I still have him 14. I got him right around the Starling Marte, George Springer range. The guy can hit 50 home runs in a season. If he can get back to that, I think it's going to be a joke that I have him at 14. I don't see him getting hurt. But then again, I have no fucking clue. So. I don't know. I'll take a chance at him at 14. I like him at 14. I could definitely see him being higher than
0: that. I mean, you have to imagine Aaron Boone's going to have a DH, and then that's it. Like, what's the point of playing him in the O field?
1: Because they have 14 different DH guys on that fucking team. Aaron Hicks, Joey Gallo, fucking – the team is full of them.
2: Joey Gallo shouldn't even be in the major leagues right now. That guy I, is an absolute plug.
1: Well, once they ban that shift, he'll be amazing, let me tell you.
2: I, I got Stanton at 23, and I didn't even feel good putting him that high. I think, I think he has all the potential in the world. He can ha- he can hit 50 home runs. He can hit 60 home runs. I think he's done it. But he's also going to strike out close to 200 times, if not 200 times. He makes uh, some strikeouts look good, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not big on. So if
0: you're drafting today, are you going with Cody Bellinger, John Carlos Stan?
1: Oh. You better stay single.
0: I don't like either of them, man. Is it gun that's, to my head?
1: I have to
2: take one.
0: Gun to your head. I shoot you, and
2: that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with Stanton.
1: I have him higher in my rankings. i got to go with Stanton. Okay, Scott, gun to your head. I mean, I have Stanton at uh, 13, 14 range, and I have Bellinger at 32. So, I'll take Stanton all day. Fuck.
0: Cody all Bellinger right, so...
1: has looked absolutely fucking horrible since that one year.
0: No, he. yeah, he definitely has. I agree. I, like I find myself drafting him a lot because are you going to get that Cody Bellinger that's, you know, a top five player again? I mean, I know it's wishful thinking, but when you're sitting there eight, round eight, nine and Cody Bellinger, you know, Christian Yelich, you know, they're still sitting there. I, I did draft them both in one league and they're both there. I think I, I was on the turn. I ended up drafting them. I think uh, eighth into the ninth or. Ninth into tenth, ninth into tenth, Yelich and then Belly. I mean, it's just the hope that they
2: come back and do what they were doing to make us actually if, talk about them. If if they hit what they used to do, like if they if they can go back to where they were, that team will be pretty damn good. If it was the guys you took in like the eighth, ninth, tenth round range, yeah, yeah, they were nine, 10, nine, ten. I, ha- I have more faith in those guys continuing to shit the bend than I do for them. Scott, <laughs> ret- I know you're a Yelich guy.
1: Yeah, I, well, uh, probably one of the worst trades of my entire fantasy career involved Yelich. I don't even know if I remember what I gave up for him. Or, sorry, I traded Yelich and Bregman. For, fuck, I don't remember who it was, but it was to you Nick. You
2: traded Yellich and Bregman. That is not a good yeah. start. No, you traded was... Yellich and Bregman for Jose Altuve, I want to say.
1: I don't know if it was Altuve, but whoever... It was,
2: it was Nick that ripped you off.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick took advantage of me big time. I believe I won the year, so it didn't matter. And I was like, okay, I can live with it. But actually, I think you're right. It was Altuve, because I had no second baseman. And... I that one bit me in the ass big time. And ever since Yelich hasn't been the same guy, I keep drafting him. But I keep drafting him because in those two big years he had, he averaged fucking 40 home runs and 104 RBI with a 328 average. Like the Brewers team seems to be getting better every year he's there, but he doesn't seem to be able to figure it out. I've got him 16 right after Springer, but like Fuck, I don't know how much longer I can hold out on them.
0: Yeah, I find myself drafting them everywhere. I drafted them outlaws this year. Uh, the Yahoo one that I jumped into, I got them. Uh, I wanted to get them in that best ball, but it just didn't work out for me on the turn.
2: I'm, I'm actually scrolling through our whole leagues right now while you guys are talking. I'm going to try and find that trade.
1: Yeah, uh, it, was, it was bad because they – they both like, the next year had a well, career years like it was couldn't have worked out worse for me but what do you guys think of uh Mitch Haniger
2: i got him 15 i like love him.
0: him i don't know i have him at 17 17 but yeah i love mitch haniger
1: yeah I'm, I'm the same i got him at 17 got a ton of power and i think he's just going to he's going to be one of the few guys in that lineup that just He's gonna eat.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he he did last year, and he was semi-confident the two years before that. You know, he battled the. Uh, I believe he ripped his ballsack. I believe he that's beat. what happened. He ruptured. He ruptured a testicle. Ruptured a testicle. That he just ruptured. sounds fucking painful. And he fought back through it. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's just he's just the one guy in the lineup that he's chewing. And he's yeah.
2: looked good so far this year. So, I I just found that trade. It was Bregman and Yelich for Jose Altuve.
0: You fucking love Altuve way too much.
1: I I definitely like him. He's, uh... (laughs) I don't know how much I like that trade right now, but guess what? I won that league three times. I can take it. I hit once in a while.
2: Yeah, you did win that year. You did win it that year. Yeah. So... All righty, guys. We're just going to take a short break
0: and we'll get right back at it. And welcome back from our short break. We're talking about Chris Bryant. It, it got a little heated off the air. The boys were yelling at each other. You know, it almost felt like Nick was here again. But he's not. He's still eating turkey. Calling in sick tomorrow. He already texted me that. <laughs> Guaranteed. You know, we we talked about Chris Bryant on the uh, third base rankings. Uh, I think he needs some love in the Oakfield spot because he can play there, and you can put him there.
1: Uh, course effect, anyone? Well, um, yeah. So in my rankings, I had him um, uh, not actually on my list, but I had a note beside him that said I'd have him thirteenth if he was eligible again next year, which I think he'll definitely get there. Uh, that sort of puts him in the same range as uh, Castellanos, Marte, Stanton for me. I, I mean, I really like the fact he's going to Colorado. I think he's got his best chance to get back to where he was in those earlier days with Chicago.
0: So you were talking about his eligibility there at the beginning. I was sorry to cut you off. He's actually played seven games already yeah. this year in the outfield. So I yeah. think I think most of us said that he was gonna play third base this year, but clearly not. Yeah. What's happening?
1: I think uh Ryan McMahon has played every game at third so far and he's played every game in left field. I'm not really sure, but yeah, it sounds like he's gonna be majority of uh in the outfield and then maybe the odd day giving guys breaks in the infield. But and so for this year he hasn't shown a ton of power, but he's got four doubles in, in eight or nine games. I mean,
0: he's got 12 hits and 35 yeah. bats. Like yeah. this is like improved Chris Bryant, maybe a little bit of power. You know, I don't know what their home away split has been so far, but uh, you know, he's definitely shown contact for sure.
1: They've only played two games in Colorado so far this year, so I think to me that's a that's a pretty good sign. But they did just come off, I think, a four game uh, road trip to uh, the Cubs, so Wrigley. So he's already used to hitting in that park. So and the other the other team he played was the Dodgers. So that's a nice mix of easy ballpark versus hard ballpark. So it'll be interesting to see how he does when he actually does a good size homestand, because right now he's averaging five points a game in Colorado.
0: Speaking of uh, Wrigley, C.S. Suzuki. You know, I was down on the guy to start the year. He's proven me wrong. You know, I, did, I've, I ended up drafting him late in the Yahoo one that I jumped in. It was totally redrafted. And he's been surprising. He's batting 400, four home runs, 11 RBIs, got 10 hits, 25 bats, you know, two doubles. Uh, I know it's early, but
1: there's a really good chance that I'm wrong. 543 uh, OBP. Yeah, the the guy's good. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in him at the start of the year. Then I started doing a little bit more research on the guy. And I have him in a group of four guys that I just don't know where to put each one, and that's Suzuki, Reynolds, Meadows, and O'Neill. All four of them are very interchangeable to me. Doesn't matter which one I put where. But with the way Suzuki started the season, he's at the he's at the top of that right now.
2: Who who did you say Suzuki and who?
1: Suzuki Meadows, uh, Reynolds, and Tyler O'Neill.
2: Well, Tyler O'Neill, I think. Uh, Oh, Meadows wouldn't be on my list. He's not on my list. Brian Reynolds is twenty-two, and Sayan Suzuki. I kind of cheated. I put him. He was originally thirty-fifth on my list. I moved him up to nineteenth since the season started. (laughs) Which, which I think everyone
0: has to move him up at this point. I mean, he's he's starting hot for sure. You know, only nine games, but you know, nothing but
2: good things so far. Four home runs in yeah nine games. I, I don't don't go me wrong. He's not going to continue that pace, but I
0: mean. a stat that a lot of people probably aren't looking at is he's got nine walks. Yeah, already. Yeah, he's got nine strikeouts too. But nine walks like his uh, like that boosts his OBP huge, huge. Oh, his yeah. OPS is 1503, so is fifteen oh yeah. three. So.
1: Yeah, nobody's going to care if he strikes out 150 times if he's walking over 100. So,
0: yeah, like I mean, if he keeps up this kind of pace, I I think we're looking at a bona fide second round pick next year.
1: Yeah, I I I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I yeah, I the ceiling is unknown right now, but uh, Yeah, I I'll be interested to see how this guy actually does halfway through the season.
0: I'd like to see him keep going. It'll be interesting. I mean, the Cubs, uh, you know, they're in a little bit of a rebuild. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least. I will yes. openly say that I was wrong. Uh, one guy that I don't think I'm going to be wrong about is uh, Jesse Winker. The first, uh, <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. I don't even know why. And that trade in Outlaws the other day that uh, they were showing from last year, Bobby Witt straight for Jesse Winker. I don't even know how to respond, have a, have a response to that one. It doesn't yeah. look good.
1: <clears throat> yeah, It doesn't, probably... but Bobby Witt's
0: been fucking terrible.
1: Yeah, Bobby Witt hasn't looked all that great, but <sighs> I don't know. I'd probably – God, I, I don't even know. I got Jesse Winker 26. I like him. He had a career year last year, 24 home runs, 71 RBIs, 305 average, only in 110 games. I mean, if he played a full season, that could have been a pretty unreal year for him.
2: Unreal bad. Unreal bad? Yeah, he could have kept shit in the bed. He was fucking terrible in the second half of the season.
1: I wouldn't say he was terrible. I, I, he wasn't as good as <laughs> in the first half, that's for sure, but I don't know. 26 round, I would take a chance on him the same as I'd take a chance on a guy like a Rosarena or maybe like a Guriel. I see them all as kind of the same kind of risk.
0: To put the start into perspective so far for Winker, his OPS is a thousand points lower than Suzuki's. <laughs> so he's a, a hot thousand. Test. His batting average is 152. It's probably one of the best in that Seattle Oakfield. So far, with Hanniger hitting the uh, IL the other day, <laughs> man, they do not know how to breed O'Fielders in Seattle. Jerry Depoto just thinks to trade, I think. I think that's his thing. I mean, Gino Suarez, don't get me wrong, like he's a coin flip. He provides you some power that that lineup lacks, but, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to think of Jesse Winker. He just is not good. It's just not
1: good. Yeah, I don't have much good to say about anybody in that Seattle team. To me, it's just a bunch of unknowns, and I don't really want to own any of them, to be perfectly honest.
0: I would own a lot of that pitching staff,
2: prospects took, and
0: current pitchers.
2: I took Suarez as a backup third baseman in our uh, podcast battle league. Yeah. He's so, my backup third baseman. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's not a bad, it's uh, not a bad spot. What, what about a guy like? Uh, this is a guy that I can't fucking stand, but I'm sure you guys are high on him. What about Catal Marte? I know Brian loves him.
0: No, comment. I know I bashed Catal Marte. Uh, Murph used to be in love with him, and I know that I was in a heated text exchange with him and Nick. And they were telling me all these advanced stats on how he's going to be like the star. Hasn't happened yet, but I haven't brought it up to rub it in anyone's face. I have him 17. He's, he's me and fantasy pros are pretty much dead on 26, 26.
2: I have him
1: 17. Yeah. I'm I'm the same boat as Mark. I got him right around 25, 26 outside of that uh, 2019 season you can show me one thing that was good, I'll maybe move him a spot higher, but he, he was fucking horrible. Well, he he lost his power in
2: 2021. Like, it just yeah. went away. <laughs> he's had he's had good months, but he hasn't put seasons together other than that one year. Yeah, they la- Last year wasn't terrible. He averaged 3.6 points a game. It's not great, don't get me wrong, by any means. But like I said, he's had decent months, and he, he's also another player that's had a Hard time staying on the field, staying healthy. You yep. get bad hamstrings, and, and it's one of the – okay, you end up on the I.L. for, say, two weeks, but those types of injuries hang around longer than two weeks. You, you might get back, but you might not have your full power. You might not be able to get into – step into your swing the way you would usually step into it. Uh, I, I think he's got all the potential, but I don't know if he puts it all together again.
1: Yeah, my my big thing with him <clears throat> is he couldn't do anything with guys like Goldie, uh, Pollock, uh, Escobar. He couldn't do anything with those guys in the lineup. As soon as they leave, he had a little bit of a bright spot. Then that human or came in. He's not been able to even come remotely close to what he was. I have zero faith in him. I've got him 25, and I wanted to put him 10 spots lower. I I just don't see, I don't see him being able to produce again.
0: Too. I mean, the thing with Catal Marte, though, and I, you know, I don't like him, but I'll back him up a bit here. Is uh, is the second base? Like, you know, second base is a weak spot. And if I'm drafting Catal Marte, which I'm probably not, cause he's probably going sooner than than I'm willing to pay for him. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm putting him at second. I'm not. Drafting them in my O field because normally in a three man or four man O field, I'll end up with like two pretty good ones. And then the last guy is just like a shot in the dark that I'm hoping is going to do something. Right. And that's, that's kind of the way I, I, I look at the O field. Don't get me wrong. In a lot of my leagues, my O, like keeper dynasty, like my O field is fucking stacked. I'll say it, it's stacked. I uh, could probably use some pitching in some of those leagues,
1: though, too. So, so I got a question for Murph. If you were, if you were looking for a second baseman, would you take you could tell Marte over a guy like Polanco?
2: Yes, hmm.
0: I think, uh, I think you get the
2: same production five rounds later. I think Ketel Marte has the ability to give you more production. Whether or not he actually does, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know what their ADP. Is, to be honest with you, between the two of them, uh,
1: seventy nine and seventy seven, and I had them back to back in second base, but I had Polanco one ahead of Marte.
0: You think you get Ketel Marte and Polanco that close though?
1: I. Oh.
0: Like, I think there's going to be at least four rounds of difference because guys are riding on Marte's name.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Marte definitely goes a round or two higher. I think ooh, I think Polanco's is starting to rise, though, in the in the rankings. But, like I say, I, I'd take Polanco any day over Marte. I That's definitely would wait. Trying,
2: trying to find Polanco here on, uh, on Fantasy Pros right now. You said he goes win. What's his ADP?
1: They're like 77 and 79.
2: Well, Catal Marte is 74, according to the list I'm looking at. But I came, oh, yeah, Polanco 78. Now, if they're going in that same area, I'm taking Catal Marte every time. If if it's like, say, 50 versus 70 something, I'd probably wait on Polanco. Um, and that's just kind of how I look at it. I I don't know. Like you say, I I think you're getting relatively similar uh, production, but I think Catal Marque has potential to put up more, but I think he also, he's more volatile and has, has potential to be worse. So it's kind of a gamble.
1: Yeah. I see them as a very similar player. I just see Polanco having the power. That's about, that's about it. They're going to steal the same sort of bases. They still play, pretty good dual positions other than second. I think Polanco's shortstop and outfield for Marte, but yeah. yeah. No, just a, just a question. Mark. I think you're on uh, mute there. I know the host is just trying to get us into the next player.
0: (laughs) I was, I was, I had to grab a beer. Sorry. Um, So I want to jump into uh, breakouts, bus sleepers, you know, who is the guy that is going to break out of this outfield group that we've been talking about today?
1: Well, I'm going to try to not go with a guy that's in. Uh,
0: yes, Mike Trout is not an option.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to fade away from Mike Trout. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that just came off a good year, but I have a feeling is going to have an even better year and this is going to be his his, I don't know. It's it's hard to even call it a breakout, but I'm going to go with Tyler O'Neal. I really like him. He did just come off that 30, 34 home run. Yeah, can you give us a
0: different name? Besides Tyler O'Neill, 35 home runs means he's already broken out to me. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) Fuck. It's tough to find a guy that I actually like that's
0: Well, it's like a guy in the low end of your rankings that is got a really good chance of going that you think has a really good chance of going higher, like being, you know, let's say your 30th outfielder that all of a sudden is in your top 15 and not okay. saying that that is going to be the exact number, but just that kind of breakdown.
1: All right, well, let's go with Adolis Garcia. Is that a little bit better guy came out of nowhere as last year. Uh, definitely had some signs of some power. He K's a lot, but he does have a ton of power. He's got a low average. I think this is the best Miami team we've seen in the last couple of years, and he's probably going to be one of the only sources of power, besides a couple other other guys. So right now, I've got him. I think around thirty four, thirty five range. I think you you're going to see him break out and have a a year that makes you want to put him a little higher.
0: Breaker for you, Murph. Uh,
2: excuse me. Um... I actually like Dalton Barshaw. I do. I, I I kind of agree with you. I, I, I like him. I don't I don't like the team that he's playing for. I don't like the park that they're playing in. I don't know if it's the fact that he has catcher eligibility that makes me like him. Um, it helps. It helps. Yeah, I think, I think it does. Like there's not a whole lot of catchers that are worth having in your lineup. So if you can get an extra outfielder that slots in at your catcher position, I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot in his small stints in the major so far, but I, I, I feel like he's going to come through.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah I agree.
1: With, I, I really like liked Show too. And I think one of the biggest things in, uh, like these dynasty fantasy leagues is getting those dual position guys. And you can't get any better than having a guy that's first base and catcher or outfield and catcher, like guys like Reese Hoskins, uh, Tyler Stevenson, show. like those guys are pretty fucking valuable. So you just outlined your breakouts.
0: Now, Scott, if you're going to pick a guy to bust, who are you picking to bust?
1: Oh, fuck. I got like three of them here circled. Name them all. Well, I think uh, the first one I'll probably say is Cedric Mullins. I have no faith in him doing 30 home runs and 30, uh, uh, 30 steals again. I certainly don't see the steals. And with the uh, with the way Camden Yards has fucked with their own field, I don't know if he'll he'll get the home runs. He's got no support in the lineup. He's getting drafted at 16. I have fucking no faith that he is going to be able to repeat. And I would say the other guy that I oh, that I can't stand and I think is going to regress big time is Cattell Marte. Actually, I don't even think he's going to regress. He's just a bust. He's not worth where you're drafting him. His average draft position 74 overall. He ain't worth it. He's just not fucking worth it.
0: Murph, what about your
2: bust? You probably got a good one for us. Well, Scott uh, took one of mine, Cedric Mullins, at the average draft position of thirty-three, so a late second round or late third round pick. I don't think he's going to return that value. You can get some solid
0: pitching like
2: late third. Yeah, like I I mean, I I tend, I, I just don't think he can do it. And when you can get a guy like. We haven't we didn't really touch on him a whole big problem, but we didn't get Nick Castellanos Um trying to find his ADP here. Team DH. What is it, sorry? Philly, team DH.
1: <laughs> He's uh, his average track position is 47.
2: Yeah, if I could get him at 47, so the pretty much the end of the fourth round. I'd take that over Cedric Mullins. I'd take it over to Oscar Hernandez, who's going pretty much the exact same time as Cedric Mullins. Um, another guy that I really i am leaning away from, like I said earlier, was Jesse Winker. Not a big fan. I don't think, I think last year was kind of, uh, like, a, I, I, I think that's what you see. That's, that's a ceiling. I don't think he ever gets there again. He started to show signs of fading off towards the end of the season and um, going and regressing back to where he usually was. So I tend to I tend to lean there. Another guy, I don't know if you can really call him a bust because he's never really done anything to bust, but Joe Waddell. I mean, he's striking out like we were talking about it earlier at like what, a 46 47%. K rate right now, yeah, yeah. pretty bad,
0: pretty bad. So now, another- who are your guys? Is like steady Eddie picks. This is a guy that you're looking at at the end of the draft. You know, this isn't an early pick. This is, this is, you know, somebody's either going to fill your last outfield spot or, you know, one of your bench
1: spots. Well, so. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the two guys that i have in probably every league that i've ever been in and it's michael brantley and charlie blackman nobody fucking gives them any respect their fancy pros certainly doesn't i think brantley's uh 216 <laughs> and blackman's 217 so i those guys have shown uh that they can hit for a ton of power and a great average and that's what i want if i'm drafting an outfielder to to be maybe my first bench guy outside of my starting positions, I get them in almost every league.
2: Um, I don't actually have this guy in any league anymore, but Marcelo Zuna, I like him for his ADP. He's going in like the 200 range, I think. And wow. His return at that ADP is just phenomenal.
0: Well, it's – yeah, especially when we're talking about points. I mean, the guy provides a lot of power. Who cares what he fucking hits? I mean, he's – I'd love to call him a poor man Soler, but it's more like Soler's a poor man Zozuna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One guy that you guys didn't bring up is Kike Hernandez.
1: Homer alert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was waiting for one of you guys to say, like, Bradley Zimmer. He goes, oh, I was gonna chew you, nobody said it. Kike <laughs> yeah. Hernandez, I mean, the guy can play all over the field. Uh, you know, he'll he'll only ever get you eligibility between second and the outfield, but he plays everywhere. Doesn't matter. Cora tells him go play here tonight. He goes
2: and plays. He could pitch. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Maybe he'll pitch against the Jays this week. He'll take uh, Tanner Hucks' place in the lineup there. On yeah, the I, I did see that, and then like. Could you imagine it's September,
0: Boston's, you know, fighting for a playoff spot, but Hawk can't go to Toronto because he's not vaccinated, and he comes out and says, well, I think it's a personal choice for everyone. You're trying yep. to win a fucking World Series, man. Like, <laughs> you can't be holding the back like this. Like, and I'm not trying to force anybody and tell them that they have to get vaccinated, but, like, for me personally, like, I am vaccinated, but for me personally, I, would, I would kind of feel like a douchebag. Like, you're letting
1: your team down.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's not making the kind of money that judges. So, I don't know. I can see him actually having a choice. I think he's making like what seven or eight hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, whatever the min is. Yeah, twenty, thirty million. Like, yeah, guy that's making seven or eight hundred thousand. Yeah, let let him not get vaccinated. But guy like Judge, I think he's uh, someone should smack him inside the head. He's gonna get three
0: hundred million
2: dollars, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, Kyrie Irving made what sixty million this year, and only played half the games because he wasn't allowed to play in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I but I'm pretty sure that changed, did not it? it? It has changed now. Yeah. Yes, New York yeah. changed the rules when baseball was starting. I, I'm thinking the, that uh, was it St- <coughs> Stein Steinbrenner with the is he the owner of the Yankees? Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking he uh, made a couple phone calls. Yeah, really? I I seen a thing the other day they bought the Yankees for like
0: seven point eight million in the seventies and now the Yankees are worth like six billion. Like what a what a return on investment that is. Yeah. You're
2: right. <laughs> there's there's somebody I wanted to mention there too, another guy that I that I'm kind of looking at late in drafts, and this is only in the deep league, is Mark Canna. If he gets if he gets the playing time in New York at like an average draft position 254. Like that, that that he's gonna give you that return back. You're gonna get that back on him, no problem.
0: What's the average draft position on him? Two hundred and fifty-four. Oh, wow. You're way down the list. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure Canna's uh starting center fielder, I believe. I think, I think so. And no. I got a really hot
2: I got a hot take. A really? Hot take. I love hot takes. I got a hot take. If he gets the playing time. I think Andrew Vaughn is going to outplay Eloy Jimenez.
0: I don't think that's that hard. I think that is – will Tony La Russa
2: let it happen? I, Honestly. I, I don't know if he will, but if Andrew Vaughn gets the playing time, he's going to have a better season than Eloy Jimenez does. <laughs> I yeah. definitely get on board with that. I can see it. I wanted to go really hot and say he's going to have a better season than Louis Robert, but I I can't even get behind that one. I don't think
1: that one. (laughs) (laughs) That is a tough one. Right now, Elo is one of those guys where uh, I still have the hype, so I have him up pretty high, but he's a guy that after this year could easily drop 10 or 15 spots because if he can't get back to where he was that first year, he's not going to be worth where he's getting drafted.
0: No. Elo is not a guy that I own a share of. Honestly. Yeah, that I That scares me. There's just yeah. something about him. If I have, like, his name and I don't And, like, I put him and Jordan, like, in the same conversation. Like, I could draft you and you could be really beneficial for my team. But yeah. I could also draft
2: you and be looking at a lottery pick. You could destroy my team. Like, yeah. you look just going at 57. This is his ADP
0: and yeah. Eloy's going? Oh, I mean, everywhere's where I drafted this year. Like, Eloy's going before that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, and 100%. I mean, yeah. And he missed, uh, <coughs> what was it, like a half a season there in 2021? 20, was it? yeah,
2: something he missed like that? On there, one year,
1: and I mean, the injury wasn't really something he can control, it was a pretty nasty, uh. Oh, fuck! What was it? Was it a back or peck injury? I think it was a pec. He tore his pec like jumping over the wall to save a home run in spring training or something. Mishap. That was labor,
2: wasn't it? Labor.
1: It was Torn something. Running. Something in the upper body, but
2: like, ah, fuck. He only played. He only played fifty-five games last year.
1: Yeah, so that's what it was. He played the the end of the year, but uh, yeah, he's a guy I really hope breaks out, but I don't want him to break out better than Robert. So. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, guys that's all the time we have for today on the Oakfield rankings hope you listen hope you enjoyed uh, we will be having some hockey stuff come out this week uh, probably like a this week in baseball you know I can't call it this week in baseball though because I believe ESPN already owns the rights to that one uh, yeah so thank you for listening hope you enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a catcher, relief pitcher. I think we're just going to do it all in one episode.
2: It's uh, not a whole big pile to talk about. It'll take five minutes because there's literally, like, two catchers that are worth talking about, and relief pitchers are like a revolving door.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. There's a handful of guys, like, at the top, and outside of those guys, all the rest of them could lose their job. You already seen Matt Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you, and stay degenerate.